Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two men sit in a car dealership. Pleasantries are exchanged. Hands shake. Pens sign. Wheels spin. In the blink of an eye, one man buys a car, but neither man sold one. What happened? Lexus Plus. Car buying simplified. Click the banner to experience Lexus Plus. See Rorick Lexus. All of this talk of Amazon these days. Still. People are still. I did a tweet and said, you know, New York City quit whining. (laughs) <laughs> you're my hometown you're my hometown shut up you're making us look bad <laughs> yeah there's plenty of other companies there you know yeah you, you lost your chance you don't want twenty five thousand new jobs yeah. okay i don't know what you want one thing i can say is i love the fact that amazon's like we're gone we're done we're out well but okay. you know listen there what does that mean for like any of these other competing cities that were trying to get some it's amazon actually action? bigger than that it's yeah. not just it's not just that i okay. mean if you and I had a company and we went to a place and we weren't that well received, I would leave. And yet, other companies were whining and dining you. Yeah, you would look at the rent, the amount of money that you're going to invest in that community. Absolutely. Yes, you, you're probably going to get some incentives, but those incentives all come with job creation. Totally. They, they're not cash. No, it's based on jobs being created. Yeah. <laughs> And then the downstream. Oh, wait, I market. thought they were stroking him a check for three billion dollars. Not though, no. not. Jeez, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not. Oh, okay. No, it's not how it works. I'm so, so I'm so misinformed. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've actually was called quite a few times after the you know the Amazon announcement in New York and their their retrenchment. And you know, listen, Amazon needs to be near the technology and the technologists that are working on their next iteration of Amazon. So where are they and what is that? Yeah. So we saw that there was a big cash infusion in a local company a few weeks ago, and Amazon was one of the investors, right? So that's autonomy. It's like $500 million. So then you've got artificial intelligence, right? So where in the world is there a lot of people doing research on artificial intelligence? Know. There's a school I know yeah, of. Yeah, there's um, Pittsburgh. Maybe okay. CMU. So I there's don't know. that. <laughs> Then natural language processing, voice. Hmm. I know a couple places in Pittsburgh so that do that. Yeah. My sense is, you know, Amazon ran a great experiment trying to figure out how they can get, you know, where do they need to go? Where do they need to expand? How, you know, what does it mean to their distribution? They, you know, kept their promise to Nashville. Nashville is the point for distribution, just where they're located. Yeah, it's central. What their yeah. competencies are there and how they've built a ton of distribution centers. So that makes sense. They're not retra- they're not retracting that, but no. they still are adding jobs every location. Like of so, course. simultaneous to the storyline, they're still adding jobs in lots of different places. So, the United States fell for that Amazon cast a wide net on this economic development experience, and all of us fell for it, right? We all put bids together, 
And that's quite clever on Amazon's behalf. Sure. They want to know yeah, what hey. they can get, what they can do, where the best place is. Created like 18 months I've always buzz. believed if they wanted to have the biggest impact, the biggest impact, yeah. they go to the place where there's the most opportunity there. Now, of course, I think Pittsburgh would have been a great place for that. Do I think Pittsburgh could have absorbed that many people rapidly over a short period of time? No way. I think we just got top rated for our... 376 east and west being... Congested. <laughs> heavily congested. The but most I mean, congested, I think we got yes. one of the top ratings yeah. oh. for being heavily congested. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's right? kind, of, kind of cool to be like in this top echelon of being something terrible, <laughs> i.e. traffic, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so, you know, sure, we have some smart people at the Port Authority trying to work through ground, you know, transportation issues. we got a lovely person over at the airport trying to make sure that we are, you know, efficient and attracting the right... Um, you know, the right airline mm-hmm. so that we can have some direct flights. But we need people. We, we need, need people. people. So, you know, the moral of the story is that Pittsburgh's just going to continue to steadily have an uptick. We're not going to have a hockey stick. We're not going to have that kind of growth. I don't want a hockey stick. I just don't. I don't think we... You're I, afraid of that. I, I just You're think, old I just school. feel like you just, if you surge up and then... Eh. I think Pittsburgh's done so well just stacking blocks every year. I look right, at today, but we need to grow, John. Of course. We need to oh, grow. And I want to stack more blocks. Right. I don't want to stack blocks to where they're not set properly so you have a strong foundation. I think. Right. But, I mean, we definitely need but, to but grow. As, but as Amazon is an example, I mean, they have a couple hundred people working in Pittsburgh. Solving they will. really tough problems. Yeah, they will. They will. And, and they're going to continue to grow that, I bet, because right. they realize when you're here in Pittsburgh that you do have access to the top minds in AI and language oh, yeah. and I mean, like that. I'm... I guess what's the fascinating piece about Amazon yeah. is, wow, a city who offered them incentives, the reaction that they got from, was it the majority of the people? Exactly. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was the majority of the people. The voters wanted or them Or the, the most vocal of them, at least. I can say it that. It might have been the most vocal, right. but not necessarily the majority. majority. So right. the question is, jobs don't matter. Is that true? You would think not, but that's... Right? And are you saying that all these other corporations that are located in Manhattan do not have culture issues? Exactly. Are we just saying Amazon, they're a horrible place to work. They really don't treat their people well. Wait a second. They pay pretty decent salaries. Absolutely. Health benefits, lots of perks. But now we're saying we don't want them. What does that say for the rest of yeah, it's of New York? Very strange. It is very right? it's very odd. And so what what does that mean for Pittsburgh? I think it's good for Pittsburgh. I think we don't need to beg. We no. don't need to say we're gonna you know, we want you to come here. Do I want more corporations here that are building and growing? Absolutely. Do I wanna make sure that we have a strong middle class? Absolutely. But are we ready for that kind of growth? Of 25,000 jobs over a five-year period of time? Nope. Too many. We're too many because we don't have the infrastructure. We, don't, we don't have the infrastructure. We have housing. I look at I look at the companies that need talent right now that are here in Pittsburgh building stuff, and they can't get the talent, much less to them. Well, the whole world is struggling like that. with that. It's but not exactly, just Pittsburgh. Exactly. It is a worldwide thing. Absolutely. Right. But uh, I, I guess at the end of the day, it's going to be fun to watch this continue to, you know, change and move and shift and i think at the end of the day pittsburgh will still be here kicking butt doing what we do no i think we are in a good 
trajectory. But I agree with you. We need some things to give it some 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 sharper, faster growth. But I still like a some good foundation underneath that because I think that's been really key to us over the past twenty five years. You know, being pretty solid. You know, we've been able to weather some of the ups and the downs a little better than some areas. So I think it's kind of cool. I like, cool. I like your insight, Audrey. I like your insight. Well, I'm just tired of people whining about the wrong things. What is exactly. economic development? What is prosperity? Right. What does it mean to move the needle for all? Jobs do matter. Great innovation in tech matter. Access matters. Mm-hmm. I think we can tackle some of this. We don't need to be begging. Nope. I agree. But I, I do think we need to go around the world and see who are the next who five are the, exactly, years right. on the NASDAQ. And find out who they are because we don't know who they, they are, are and make them plant, you know, I'm a flag pitch- here in exactly. Pittsburgh. Yeah, now's your chance. Now is our chance now to do it. Now is our chance to do that. I like it. So, tonight's show, Audrey. Yes. We have two Joshuas stopping by tonight. One's Josh, one's Joshua, but they're both from Viable. Really cool dudes. Excited to talk to them tonight. They help you visualize your data. They can do crazy stuff with your data and make it very actionable. We have one Manu Meta from Cogent Infotech stopping by, mm-hmm. talking about social listening. Uh, Manu is such a great guy. I cannot wait to talk to him. He is onto something really great when it comes to social listening. Get some great insights through millions and millions of data sources. Very, very cool stuff. And, of course, we have our friends from Parsed stopping by. These guys are finding some, some more efficient ways to build mobile apps using React Native great way to develop both ios and android apps all on one platform so it gives them a lot more flexibility great great stuff i can't wait to talk to all these folks i right, we get to have so much fun doing this we i do. just absolutely what love a it. treat it is hey learn more about the tech council by going to pghtech.org we're behind all the companies that are making pittsburgh really the awesome city that it is and we love talking to them right here on tech vibe we've got a great show in front of us this is jonathan kirsting and this is audrey russo learn more about the tech council at pghtech.org audrey that was my favorite time of the show it's our first segment in where we're really you know we get the, the show's in the it's in the second gear right now we're getting ready to start pulling away maybe hitting third gear i can't think of a better crew people be hanging out with than the two guys from viable josh and joshua josh sager thanks for stopping by the show today and you thanks brought your, your 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 friend your your co-worker your partner in crime joshua i'm glad you guys go a little bit differently as far as they go joshua Powell. so thanks for hanging out with us tonight guys yeah thanks no for having problem. us so what is up with Viable? Give us the quick pitch of what Viable is all about. Uh, well, we're a software company, and we primarily make tools and technology, and we have a project consultancy as well. And uh, we help folks um, create maps, location. We have a location-based data platform. We create grant management tools, reporting tools, event scheduling. Um, we've got real estate auditing tools. So anything that has to deal with data, we build tools to help people capture, uh, give access and share out whatever visualize uh, it yeah, and visualize see it, it. i think yeah. it's so important when you can yeah. actually make that data actionable we do and, a lot with environmental nonprofits, especially around water quality oh that wouldn't matter around here would it <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> at all <laughs> exactly. there was like a boiling water notice just uh, a few days ago yeah there, there's a lot of those these days Really? Should we pay attention to them? I, I would. I'd, I'd advise that. If it says boil, <laughs> I'm boiling water as far as that goes. Yeah, so. one was in your neighborhood. It'll boil over, right? It will boil over. Aww. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, are they, so how did you get started doing this? Um, well, Josh can talk a little bit more about it. He founded it back in 2013. Yeah, and so there was a, a whole group of environmental nonprofit organizations who uh, were kind of left out in the dark when another business had uh, gone under. Uh, a lot of the technology was proprietary, and it was tied up in licenses. And so 
they were using all of the valuable data that they operate off of. Uh, grantee data, uh, data about the air and water quality. And so what we did was we came along and we built a platform. We open sourced the platform so that even if something would happen to us someday, that they would still it own can the continue, software. continue, right? It yeah. can continue without us. Mm -hmm. They'd be able to hire other individuals to build on top of that. And so that's kind of, that was our birth, was mm -hmm. helping these folks kind of get back up and running and get them in a stable place that wasn't vendor dependent. So Ah, uh, that's a good one, right? Yeah. Because that vendor dependency, it's that's sort of right. like opioids. It is, it is. And so our whole focus has been on helping folks own their data, making sure that they have access to the data that they need and when they need it. Very and cool. so do you extrapolate data from existing data sets? Yeah, so we, we can pull data out of spreadsheets. We've helped a lot of people pull data out of Word, PDF files, mm -hmm. I was paper see documents, all over the place. The different types of formats you're pulling like data live from data? Yeah, and mm -hmm. so uh, we, we get sometimes we get data from data loggers that are just right. out running, collecting data every 15 mm -hmm. seconds, and we can put the, that into visualizations or maps that help them make business decisions and decisions on how to govern. So you probably see a lot of trends. What's, what are some trends? Are there some trends we should be interested in or <laughs> happy about? Well, we, we do a lot with um, environmental, like water quality. And uh, before I got into working with Josh, I worked in advertising and education. And so I had no... Oh, idea. I see the natural progression. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> it seems like the next logical step. I see right? that. And, uh, <laughs> my uh, career path is more like a zigzag. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> we could talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. But I was just in the dark at how um, how much data, one, is out there, and then uh, kind of how bad things really are across bad? the board. Yeah. Bad? Like not good. So uh, there, was a, <laughs> <clears throat> there was a group. He thinks I'm, so, I'm not that smart. Bad is oh, not good, Audrey. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good, Audrey. It's not good, no. Um, we worked with these folks uh, out of D.C. called Earthworks, and they needed to visualize oil and gas infrastructure throughout mm -hmm. the entire United States. And there's a correlation between where the oil and gas infrastructure is and air quality um, not being that great. Um, and throughout my entire life living in West Virginia and here in Pittsburgh, my whole life has been in, like, the red zone. Um, really? Yeah. No, absolutely. You've been in the red zone. How do you feel? Uh, you know, I got a pretty bad cough. I should probably talk to somebody. <laughs> you, you might want to stop uh, smoking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that or the flu. Yeah, yeah. you probably, you know. Yeah. Um, but joking aside, it's something that um, we do care about, and the world cares about that, and people who are getting into the workforce now care about. Mm -hmm. And so what other trends are you seeing? Um, I don't know. We're not necessarily the data analysts. No, right, but you um, probably have some sort of... Well, I'll tell you another trend is that the data is usually in terrible shape. It's bad. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say earlier. Real so bad. You're working with these nonprofit organizations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's polluted. polluted data. That's a good one. I love this show. But you're, you're <laughs> dealing with really disparate data, though. Like you said, it's coming from Word docs. It's coming from, oh, yeah. from beacons in the field. It's coming from right. people's notes. And you're able to pull that together and make something meaningful out of that. Yeah, we I think we that's try. just so powerful, and especially when it comes to things like environmental type agencies, where that's you know it's our, our our world around us. So I just think that's amazing that you're able to do that. And so obviously your business has has grown pretty dramatically because of that. I mean, word spreads around. And so who else are you working with out there these days? Who are some of the other your customers that you're really helping solve some super tough, complex data issues with, for lack of a better term? Um, well, we're working with. Um, 
some folks here locally. So um, there was a local retailer um, that had an inventory problem. And they're like, you guys seem like pretty smart guys. Do you think that you could help me solve my multiple location uh, inventory and sales reporting problem? And we're like, yeah, we absolutely can solve that. Uh, we've also helped out a local event management um, company. Uh, she specializes in uh, play for kids, like STEM education. Right. And when she first approached us, uh, she had like three locations and she needed some software. She was using some off-the-shelf stuff, not really meeting her needs. We built it out to custom spec to her uh, specifications, and she's franchised to 65 locations worldwide. Um Boom. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And That's so, right. so cool. Who else? So if people are listening, what kinds of problems might they be having that you'll be able to help them with? So we have five kind of problems that we help solve. One is off-the-shelf software is not cutting it anymore. Like with the inventory problem, there's a point-of-sale system with Shopify, mm-hmm. and it didn't necessarily report out on all the data that they needed. It was there, but it wasn't in a way that they could use it. So we were able to leverage that data. And I think it's really important to also understand that when we come in, we're not going to, like, replace your existing technologies. We're there to augment it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really difficult to ask somebody that's been doing something, especially in the nonprofit Stop what you've been doing for the past 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Totally different. Like, that's wrong. You want to do it like this. Like, that's... that sounds like Jonathan. That's what he does. I do it all the time. (laughs) That's so wrong. That's too wrong. I'm not... Yeah. So... (laughs) I'll show you the right way. That leads us to, like, the next problem. So you're allowing people to use, continue to use what they've invested in. that's exactly right. And you're trying to create some value out of what they have. Because some folks don't want to let go of an investment that they put into something. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So what else we got? Other other, other areas? Um, Yeah. Sometimes folks have data that's buried in spreadsheets or Word documents or PDFs, and they want to merchandise the good work that they've been doing for the last 20, 30, or 40 years to show impact. So we create impact maps or... uh, uh, try to bring new life to whatever that data is. We need an impact map at the Tech Council. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, because a lot of the times what I happens know, is true. as regime changes happen and new people come in and new people come out, right. that the data gets lost. It gets stuck in Sally's spreadsheet and exactly. Bob never sees it. And You can if, pull that out and show impact from that that's, data. That's exactly right. And if mm-hmm. it's an area that people are paying attention to, it doesn't matter who comes in and out of the office. They always know where it's at. Gotcha. So what other problems? Um, typically, this is the common problem. I've got data here. I've got data there. I've got data there. They None of the data knows about one another. And it'd be really great if our like customers wouldn't have to log into three different systems. They should all kind of know mm-hmm. about. So that's like a Dr. All... Seuss book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah, Here, there, and everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And then the, the last thing that we kind of help people with, um, we work with sometimes uh, – scientists and uh, GIS folks that have insane spreadsheets. Spreadsheets that, like, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen You can before. only imagine, right. Buried Visual basic. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, it's crazy. And they're right. like, can you turn this into a user interface that allows us to calculate water withdrawal for the state of New York? Absolutely. Like, so you fear no wow. macro. You fear no macros. That's so right. what's your website? <laughs> um, it's viable.io. Simple as that. I like yeah. that. Plus, we have about 10 seconds left. They also have an office in Swissville they're building out, which I think That's is kind of cool on oh. Noble Street. There. Someday soon that'll be there. I We're know. super excited I'm about looking it. forward to your grand opening party. So go to viable.io. Check you guys out. If you got data problems, talk to these guys. They can definitely help you out of anything. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We're taking a quick break. So, Audrey, I tell you what. Our next guest here... Pretty excited to talk to this guy. He's working on some crazy cool technologies, things 
that I mean, he made, he did a demo with us back in the day. I know. Around this. I know. I love that. And some crazy things were coming out of this demo that were just so spot on. I was like, wow, there is something to this social listening technology. And Manu Mehta, who's joining us, he is with Cogent Infotech. He is the, the man behind some of this technology. And we're going to nerd out on social listening today. I'm really excited about this because it's it's a powerful tool. Hi, Manu. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. So, of course, you know, you start this company and then you find a zillion ways to do everything even more than what you started out doing, right? Yeah. It's always a crazy, it's been, great story. Yeah. It's been 16 years now. 16 really? years yeah, you founded Cogent. Yeah, started Cogent. in 2003. You're a teenager. Big teenager. <laughs> but technically entering adulthood. Yes, you are. 16. Well, yeah, but you really can't vote yet. You can't drink. <laughs> a long way but, off. You, can you launched this social listening, and, yes. and tell us about that. So we've been in business for 16 years now. You know, I think we are an ambitious company, always looking for new ways to expand our solutions portfolio. And we keep talking to our customers, you know, talking to C-level customers, asking them what are their challenges, what are they struggling with these days. And all the C-level executives especially in B2C companies, said that they are struggling with having a handle on their social data. You know, every company, B2C company. Meaning a handle, meaning understanding it? Understanding it, deciphering the data that is there. Because understand these are all the company's customers that right. are talking about. So you want to know what they're saying. They're on what Twitter. They're, saying. they're tweeting about their product. Tweeting about it. Complaining you know, or Facebook, praising it. Complaining, saying exactly. good things. And so all of a sudden, what came to you? So we went back. We spent a lot of time, effort, money putting together this solution wherein we have the ability now to pull in data from millions of data sources across the internet connect the dots, and analyze the data. And this is done by using AI and natural language processing technology. So if I'm a company, give me some examples of how you might aggregate that and then position it to tell me the story. So to put things in perspective, let's go over this one company Mm -hmm. for whom we are doing this project. Okay. So this company is a leader in the office snacking business. They're based out of California. Office snacking? Office snacking business. Those are my favorite kind of snacks, by the way. That's John's favorite companies. He invests in those companies all the time. But I eat all the profits. That's the problem. I digress. (laughs) It's an office snacking company. They've been in business, about $200 million company. They are looking for a hero product, especially targeted towards the millennials. So they came to us. They said, we're looking for this hero product. And you give us some ideas. Look at the social data. Look at the industry trends in the snacking industry. So we went back. We spent a lot of time. Our analysts analyzed millions of conversations over the internet. So people are like tweeting about things they're hungry for. Things things they've eaten they like or don't like. And we found that in the snacking industry, there's a lot of buzz about CBD, cannabis oil, based snacks. Huh. What? That's yes. what I'm what, talking wait, about. Wait, we were asleep. How did we miss this? And right. this is really What does that mean? What does that mean? What kind of snacks? So CBD is basically extracted from hemp. 
Right, I get that. And uh, this TCH value is less than 0.3%. Oh, so we don't which have is to legal, worry. Which is legal. But people aren't getting yeah. high off of it. No, you cannot. So, but what's the benefit of it? So the benefit is that, uh, you know, uh, it gives a feel-good factor. Um, can I get Jonathan in a snacks? case of this? Uh, two cases, please. <laughs> I would like some, yes. So you discovered this stuff. Okay. You so you this unleashed this. Yes. And the Our company analysts. is now... So we went back. We told them about this. They were very excited. And you will be really surprised that based on this input, they got a VC funding over $5 million. Really? I hope that you wow. took some equity in that Thank company. You. Seriously. <laughs> I hope crazy. you did. So how long did it take? So obviously, that's so you cool. just scan all the social channels. Like, how do you know what to look for? So, you, you, so obviously, there's key terms that you think you need, and you, you kind of work with, a, with, with, with your client to kind of determine what to search for when you're looking for this data. It's a lot of work. You have to, first of all, identify data sources. You have to look at the social data of companies, where company, where people are talking about on Facebook, Twitter. Like the analysis we did for the Tech Council, we extracted all the data from Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. And I can tell our listeners, so when you that did that was, study yeah. for us, here's what was really interesting. You did actually a word cloud that came up as, as to some of the top sentiments right. and buzzwords around the Tech yes. Council, yep. and it aligned up to our mission statement of we I help know. our it was technology really cool. companies succeed. I mean, that was, well, I was, I was our, our I minds were blown. We thought there was like a ghost in the room or something. Like <laughs> it was, it, it very, was crazy. Very cool. Yeah. We're like, wait a second. There is something to this because- you couldn't randomly pull those things up. No, it's all data-driven. Right, 100% data-driven. Yep. And you also did a really cool study where we looked at Pittsburgh tech trends yes. that you guys pulled. And Audrey and I conjectured about them early in January as you guys pulled that data. Right. And yep. it seemed like you were spot on there as well, too, saying that people are talking about blockchain. blockchain. People are talking about AI and robotics and things like that. Yep. But so, what I think is crazy is you're talking to a snack company, and now they have a whole new potential product line based on some of your research. And yeah. I think that is the most important use case for social listening, product innovation. Exactly. So to remind our listeners, we're talking to Manu Mehta from Cogent Infotech. Cool, cool guy with some crazy cutting-edge technology. It really, it's so important. I know. I mean, because you don't know how to listen to any of this Exactly. Noise. And there's so much there's of it as so, well, too. Like, how do you take the weighted value? How do you take the frequency? How do you make sense out of it? And you've created an algorithm. That's the platform we have that we use. So actually, anyone who's listening to this and works with, obviously, B2C, but it B2C. could be for B2B, but let's just say B2C for now. This opportunity for transformation and innovation is sort of at your fingertips if you make a call to Manu. And if you really want to understand who your customers are, particularly through social media, and I'm I'm assuming that it's through you do every kind of social social media like Instagram or 190 million data sources. Jeez. We can process through our platform. 190 million in data 190 sources. countries oh my in goodness. 80 languages. Good lord, that that's is powerful. The, that's the kind of data right. we can process. Using so that's anyone who's listening to this right now. What's your website? www.cogentinfo.com. And you have to go there and check this out because I know there's some great info on there that really gives in even more details to how you make this type of technology work. And what I love is you're here in Pittsburgh making this type of stuff happen. What brought you to Pittsburgh back in 2003 to start this company? So for that, I have to 
take you back into memory lane. Okay. <laughs> I like memory lane. <laughs> I like is there, is there, being a little is there nostalgic. We're supposed to <laughs> pop <laughs> So before 2003, my wife and I, we, we were living in Singapore. We've nice lived place. in Singapore for several years. And I've worked for this really great tech startup called APAR Infotech. Remember those guys at APAR Infotech? Absolutely. Infotech. Way back in the mm. day. Yeah. yeah. And I was the second employee in the company. And we built a great company. I think within two years, we had 300 people working. Wow. In the entire region. Then in 1998, we decided to set up shop in the U.S. And we came to Pittsburgh. Did you just put a pin in the map? <laughs> just <laughs> randomly picked a place. So one of the founders had worked in Pittsburgh in the past. Ah, I love it. And he loved Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. And He's like, Manu, how, we're going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> Singapore, Pittsburgh, yeah. similar weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I still remember we came in November of 99 from Singapore where it's like 87 <laughs> exactly. degrees. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. And it was really cold. And we were wearing those flimsy jackets. <laughs> <laughs> those flimsy jackets. <laughs> those flimsy jackets. Those flimsy Singaporean yeah. jackets. Yeah. You're like, I need something warmer than flip-flops to wear here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, but you never turn back. No. Pittsburgh is home. That's awesome. You know, my wife and I and our 12-year-old boy, we love it. That's fantastic. You know, there's something about this place. You know, It just grows on you. It grows in you. So how many yeah. folks are at Cogent Infotech these days? We are a team of 250 employees. Good Lord. I didn't realize you were that big. We have a global footprint. Right. We are in Pittsburgh. We are in Dallas, Austin. We just opened our office in Boca Raton in Florida. And, oh, we can oh, go there. Oh, that's because yeah. you <laughs> want a vacation home exactly. there. How convenient. I see right through you on that one. <laughs> and you also have offices... Uh, in uh, Delhi and Bangalore. Absolutely. Wow. What a cool success story. That's so great. And I think you're, even more success is coming around the social listening aspect of what Absolutely. you guys are bringing to the scene, which I think is just so exciting as far as that goes. And I'm so glad we got to talk about that here and learn about how you came to Pittsburgh from Singapore, decided to stay, and uh, build this cool company. And Pittsburgh, it's so interesting because Pittsburgh does have sort of this growing notoriety. But back when you were here, not so much. No. I wouldn't say so much, right? Yeah. But you just stayed against all odds. I think Pittsburgh has come a very long way in the last twenty years I've been here. And it's probably and, uh, because of you that it's be- it's you know we're going to blame you. Manu. We're, we're going to blame you for making <laughs> this place I think place you should so take ownership for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you should take ownership for it. All fingers point to Manu. Simple as so that. So the pro- the business to product companies that are out there listening. This is a great opportunity for you to understand what people are saying, how they're reacting to your current products, and then to think about where the opportunities are yep. with any new innovation that you might have. And I and I think, you know, that's phenomenal. You gave us a great story about the new use of CBD, which now I'm going to buy a case for Jonathan. <laughs> Looking forward to those chips coming and, in the day now. And <laughs> uh, we're going to make sure that the world knows about the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank Good you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Go you. to cogentinfo.com. Manu Meta, making us proud here in Pittsburgh, man. We absolutely love it. Fantastic stuff. Take another break. More tech vibes coming our way, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Roussel. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and we have wonderful members like Manu who make us happen. Simple as that. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Say nice things about us because they're monitoring us there at Cogent.
Audrey, we've got quite the cast and crew here going on on Tech Vibe Radio tonight. It's like we built this crescendo. Building the show, building the show, and then we got the whole shebang. Yeah, we got the family here now. We do. That's exactly what it is, and I love it, man. We have Parst hanging out with us, and we got three people hanging out with us, and I need some introductions here, so let's start with Yeah, so who's in the house? Hey, I'm Casey, uh, founder of Parst here in Pittsburgh. I'm Danielle Verba. I'm director of operations for Parst. I'm Alex Trader. I'm the director of sales and business development with Parst. Okay, so let's talk to founder about what is Parst. Uh, We are a mobile development shop. We specialize in something called React Native. It lets you build mobile apps for iOS and Android, um, sharing the vast majority of the code base. And um, actually, you can build web apps with it, too. So that's kind of what we're doing now, just building um, mobile apps for people all across the world. So, like, if Jonathan and I have an idea, we can call you up and you will build it? That's what we do. Okay, so the idea doesn't have to be fully baked? It it does not. So that's something that we're getting into now. Um, For the first year or two, we primarily dealt with companies that had fully baked ideas, Often they had the back end taken care of as well. But now we're getting more into helping people through the ideation stage and um, coming up with business plans and marketing plans and doing kind of full service from idea to you know, having a real company and supporting customers. Okay. Cool. And so, what was your background before saying, I'm going to start a company, I'm going to call it Parsed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I used to manage mobile development. For employees at a big bank in North Carolina. Okay. And I wasn't a developer. Wait, in North Carolina? Yeah. What brought you to Pittsburgh? Uh, My wife was pregnant with her first son. Ah, okay. Man, we could predict those stories all the time. Your wife brought you here. Don't you lie. There's no other reason to come from Raleigh. I'm just kidding. Oh, Um, Oh, there's a ton of reasons. There's a ton of reasons. (laughs) No, I I do like it here. Um, So I I really liked mobile um, development, but I wasn't a developer. Okay. And right after my son was born, my first son, I quit my job and went to Hack Reactor, a boot camp, yeah. remotely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We know Hack Reactor. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I was the first remote class at Hack Reactor. And so I did that. And then I worked here in Pittsburgh for TrueFit, um, who we're sure. so close we with. Right. TrueFit, absolutely. We started the React meetup together, uh, me and Josh Grass from TrueFit. Gotcha. Um, so we're still tight with them. Um, but I really just wanted to build React Native apps. Gotcha. So what did you learn at Hack Reactor? How to be a developer. I was not a developer before that. I was really technical. I did um, network engineering and other mm. IT okay, things. Okay, so you had some propensity. Yeah, I had, I had been... You weren't like just, you know, like... You weren't, a, you weren't a barber. An no, English major. No. Okay. No, I mean, I, I managed a development team at okay. Fortune 500 okay. Company. Okay, gotcha. Got it. Um, I did a lot of technical things. But that's things. a nice migration path. It, it's perfect. I, I And we have a few people that work with us that did the same thing. And so how did you run into uh, to Alex and Danielle? Then? Um, so I worked with Danielle on a side project for a while. Aha. Uh-huh. And we got along really well. And I grew to the point, or we grew to the point that we needed someone. You need people there all the time. Yeah, because I am not a good project manager at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's at great. least you know it. <laughs> oh, at I least know. you know it. I know it, and they know it too. Um, so um, she had the availability, and we just started working together. Um, and Alex... I know from a friend um, who worked with Alex selling previously, and I had tried a few different things that didn't work from sales. I'm not a salesperson either, so you're not a lot of things. I'm cool. not a lot of things, and I like but that. Luckily, I, I like know people that, that are. Right, and I like that. And I only like in that. Pittsburgh would this happen, right? Right. That's right. That's, that's no, so but cool. I like that you know what you don't know, right? And surround yourself with people who can fill in the crevices. Yep. So I, can we talk about what are the 
trends and weird stuff happening around apps these days. It just seems like it's an ever-changing field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Are you developing apps for, like, the Apple Watch? Uh, We haven't done any Apple Watch apps yet. Okay. Um, We've done some that deal with CarPlay or Android Auto as kind of like another screen. We've done uh, Fire TV. Oh, you have? Fire TV app, yep. Um, For a client out in L.A. called PushPress, they build um, software for CrossFit gyms and things like that. Okay. They just actually released a new version today. Yep. Um, nice. Yeah. Very cool. So how many different projects are you working on at any one time? Is this um, like you're, you have to be juggling different things. And yeah. Your mind's got to be in different places. So as like a developer, you could be like, ah, but having a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. I, what do we have now? Probably 10 active projects, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'd say leaning closer to 15 active projects and probably – at least as many that are in the pipeline. And, so and Alex is doing his job then. Yeah, he's doing a great <laughs> okay, job. Okay, yep. good. He's bringing you the stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Very I like cool. this. This is like a xylophone right in front of me. I love that. Super, super cool. So, I mean, sometimes it's like, I mean, an app can be super, super pricey. Mm-hmm. But you guys are able to bring some of that development down through this React uh, 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 platform that you're using. Because as you said, you can develop for both platforms at the same time. Right. Which obviously is really a big deal. Because a lot, in the olden days of like what two three years ago, it was like you had to develop something for iOS and then something for Android, and very different. Yeah, yeah, and and there have been cross-platform tools for a long time. When I was at the bank, they we were constantly being pitched these tools from IBM and other big tech companies, but right. they were they weren't good. They were basically um, web apps just wrapped in a wrapper on your phone. So you've used them before. You, you mm-hmm. can tell when. Yeah, you can tell. They're when not a native app. So, yeah, right. React Native apps are native apps. They're just driven by JavaScript, basically. Gotcha. So they don't. They look like Android apps. They look like iOS apps, but they're developed in a fraction of the time. That's, and that's where hence you can start bringing the prices exactly. down and bring app development to people that or companies that couldn't always necessarily afford them because they, they, it's, it's an investment in oh, someone's business. And so yeah. to be able to bring that price point down, bring the quality up, I think is like a it's like a huge deal. One hundred percent. And we've also started using. AWS serverless um, backend infrastructure, mm-hmm. and that brings the cost down a ton too. We find that we can do the backend um, and the front end for substantially, or not substantially, but cheaper than often you could just do right. one iOS app without even doing the backend. Mm-hmm. So, and your website, just to remind people who yep. are listening, it's uh, parse.io. I'm all about the dot IOs these yeah. days. It just makes you sound so much cooler. <laughs> it does. Like we've been seeing the dot AGs. Right, exactly. The dot for, the ag, for agricultural companies. companies. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I think that's like a that's like a super cool cool move. Where, should we do that? I was going to say, I think we should do that. Yeah, they're getting cheaper too. I was going to say, it's probably like 99 cents or something like that at this point. So so what are your thoughts on, on progressive web pages? Some people are using those in right. place of doing an actual app itself. And I'm sure there's there's a case for it in certain situations, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm a big believer in native apps. Um, I think you kind of need both. Yeah. Um, Some people want to have a web app, and some people want to have a native app. My wife does not like installing apps. It. She doesn't have a good reason for it. She just just something just the way she wants to use. (laughs) Doesn't like installing apps because she thinks there's something devilish going on. I I don't know. She (laughs) there's malware and all of them. Yeah, she just doesn't. She says, you know, she says, so I have to install an app for this? So, yeah, and she, you can see. Like, no. But we're, gonna, but we're, in the, we're in the siloed age. Yeah. We're, soon we'll move into the integrated age, but we're still in the siloed age. I, so I, I 100% think you need to have mobile, um, web-friendly. You need a little bit of everything because there's so many different ways to experience 
what you're trying to get right. through on an app that sometimes it's got to be on a web page, but sometimes no, it, it could only be done in an app. But yeah. based on how you're approaching it, you're going to get that seamless feel no matter how you're accessing it. I so if say. people are listening, what kinds of problems are they having that they should reach out to you? Uh, if they want to have a mobile application built and they don't want to pay a ton of money for it, but they still want it to be great. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> call up Alex. That's, yeah. He will make it happen. <laughs> so that's simple. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah, yeah, and I would I would take it one step further and okay. say if they just don't know what they want to do. Right. right. If they that's just what, have a great idea and they talk to you guys about it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So that's, that's a great. That's a great. Where are you located? Yeah. So we are remote. Um, we so I can come to your house? Uh, not <laughs> quite, but <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, go to Alex's house. Yeah. He has tea at four every you day. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, right. we, we have developers in, in Maryland, California, Right, that's Arizona. what I thought. We're just, we're everywhere, and it, we don't have to pay money for a nice office. We just, and we can get talent from... Right, you know, exactly. They don't have to move. That's great. Yeah. So, but the idea, though, is don't be shy. If you have an idea for something and not sure how to play it out, call you up, call Alex up, and say, hey, I have this idea, and Sit and talk, grab a cup of coffee oh, yeah. and talk it through, and you probably come up with a pretty good action plan based upon that. And yep. We have those conversations all the time. We, we understand what works and how to get you to a you know, re- releasable product quickly right. um, and help you cut out the unnecessary features, really do an MVP. Right, right, um, right. You know, people sometimes are hesitant to share budgets with us, but we're not asking you to try to get as much from you as possible we just want to know what we can build you so i think it's an important point people need to know what kind of a, of a, of a ball field you're in yeah. because mm-hmm. things can change very wildly between spending ten thousand dollars and fifty thousand dollars yeah uh, you yeah know, it, it, if you come to us and said you have an idea and you have thirty thousand dollars we can figure out a way to make something happen for that but mm-hmm. oftentimes it's kept real close to the chest and yeah i have a great <laughs> idea what's that how much do I was gonna. I was gonna role play that with. Okay. You. <laughs> I'm not too smart. <laughs> That's why you have great people with you. Exactly. You made that very clear at the beginning of the interview, so it all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. But it's good to know. I mean, it's good to, for us to know. It's good for our listeners to know that this is the work that's being done. That it's accessible. You're being accessible, and you're being a little pliable and adaptable. Yep. So that's really great to know. And I know that we can find you at any point in time by just going to your website. Yeah, that's right. So if you go to parsedio.io, obviously you can connect in through there. Check it out. Obviously, sample some of your work and Definitely. how you guys work and how you do your, your projects, and then talk to Alex. Yeah, he'll, yeah he'll you bring can it chat in. with Alex. Talk with Alex, website. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then Daniel will be making it all happen, everything like that. So I, just, I think it's so cool. I'm glad you're in Pittsburgh doing that. So we, we have the greatest stories here on the show because I love hearing like you came here from from North Carolina. Ah, Pittsburgh. Come back to my life. And you're like, no, you, you get to hang out with cool people like this and, right. and build a company. Gets yeah. to bi- build, you know, like a global company. And build a global company mm-hmm. for crying. So I think that's a really yeah. great story. Super cool. So glad you got to hang out Thank with us. You today. So Thank you very much. Radio. You guys are the best. Thanks, Before guys. you leave, we're going to grab your picture, though, so don't scram so, so fast. <laughs> okay. You know, Audrey, another, another tech vibe under the belt. What do you know? Great. I told you. We, we built up. I just love talking to these guys. Too much fun. Every Friday, we get to have too much fun. That's why we do this show. We get to Tell Pittsburgh all these great uh, companies like Parsons. Yes, are out we're there. very honored. Uh, Thank you absolutely. so much for taking for the time. Here, Thank you Thanks very so much. It's great. Anyhow, next weekend, next weekend, next Friday, we'll be we'll be back on air. Of course, Fridays at seven o'clock doing Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. and this is Audrey Russo. And go learn about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Thirty-six years helping tech companies succeed. That's what we do. We can't help ourselves but trying to trying to care and make things go on like that. And a reminder, everyone, Audrey, CIO of the Year Awards, almost here. Almost we're, here. We're right around less, then. It's less than three weeks away. And rumor has it, Parst is going to be there. 
rooting on their favorite CIOs. No, I can't say that. They would. <laughs> Seems to get a reaction out as far as that goes. But no, it's a good time. Like, it's, really? It's, it's, one okay. of our, it's one of our biggest nights in technology. If you go to pghtech.org, right on our homepage, the whole thing about our CIO of the Year awards. Anyhow, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.